Ready to spice things up in the bedroom? Treat yourself to a pair of exceptional leather restraints and collars from Leather Etc. Whether you've been getting kinky for years or are just looking for something fun to bring to your relationship, Leather Etc. has what you're looking for. Don't let low quality gear ruin the mood. Chafing, sharp edges, and broken hardware are distractions that you don't want in the bedroom. A high quality set of gear lets you get lost in the moment. You can struggle all you want in our restraints that are virtually unbreakable. When you buy from Leather Etc., you're purchasing something that will become a part of your intimacy for years to come, and when properly cared for, our gear will last you a lifetime. Much of our gear features no metal on the wearer's skin. This means it won't cause discomfort and it's better for subs with nickel allergies. 95% of our restraints and collars are handmade in San Francisco by a staff with over 200 years of combined experience. We start with the highest quality leather hide and stitch it together by hand using techniques we've learned from over 35 years of being in business. That's why our gear is the highest quality you'll find anywhere. So what are you waiting for? Grab a pair of handcuffs or a collar from Leather Etc. and see what a little kink can do for your love life. Visit leatheretc.com and use promo code READMEROMANCE for 10% off your order and let them know we sent you. Leather Etc. Made with love for love since 1985 welcome back everybody season nine this is it it's not a drill <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is we're like oh we'll we'll post something on the break we fucking didn't <laughs> we, we got, it was like school was out and we just ran out the door and we're just like middle fingers up bye. <laughs> Middle fingers up, tell them boy bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, so hey, welcome to season nine. Um, thank God it's Alexa Riley. So we're kicking it off. So we're easing back into it. I think that's what it is. We don't uh, have to be just, so prepared for ourselves. Oh my god, we're we're you know we do our best on a good day, but when it's us, we're just like. <laughs> we don't in. feel bad if we're shitty at least we're like oh, yeah it's just yeah we screwed over <laughs> that's right who's gonna complain yeah <laughs> shut up mel oh, God. <laughs> that's so mean no. yeah so we're here with a brand new never before release alexa riley book called rural romance i'm gonna say it like do you know how to say that word rural say it is that it rural okay. rural like, Rural, rural. Rural, rural. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure everybody says it different. It's R-U-R-A-L. Oh, rural. Rural? I, I feel like my mouth doesn't move that way. It's like saying the word, um, you know the drink where it's sweet tea and lemonade mixed together? Do you know? My husband drinks that, yeah. An Arnold Palmer? Yeah, I can't say it. I don't know why. I get up to the window at Chick-fil-A and I'm like, I can't uh, believe I know that. And I'm like, I need to get a R and I'm like, sweet tea lemonade. They don't call it that. <laughs> I'm, I didn't even know what it was till literally like six weeks ago. Yeah. Because my husband mm-hmm. took the Chick-fil-A app to order from me and he gets it and I was like, what is this? He's like, an R and Palmer. I was like, that, that's not on the menu. He's like, that's, they don't call it that here. But yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, for some reason, my mouth doesn't like the Earl Palmer. Is that a person I should know about? It's a golfer, yeah. He was sort of famous for that drink and the Masters and stuff, but it's okay. If you're not into golf, eh, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, um, so yeah, so we have a real romance and... You want to know what's interesting about this book? What? It's about tattoo artists. Yeah. No. Oh, stop. Are we going to go there on this episode? Are we I just it? realized that when you were about to explain it. Oh, yeah, like, it is. It oh is. Oh, my God. It's totally about tattoo artists. Oh, I don't care. I'll go there. Okay, care. so during the break, we had quite the little scuttlebutt. We had, a, we had quite the uh, activity happening between uh, over at Mel's corner of the world. Tell us what happened, Melissa. Tell us all about it. So pretty much my daughter's been so good. I mean, I've talked about her. Oh, you were bragging years. on her a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So we had our ups and downs. You know, I've talked about that. She's not technically my daughter, but I've had her since she was three. So she's, she feels like my daughter. Mm-hmm. But 
things have been really good lately, or they had been really good. And she's she's fifteen, right? Yeah, she's she'll be sixteen in in December. Yes. Okay. And she's been doing so good, and we've been getting along so well. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I think I was bragging about her on here before Mm -hmm. we went on break. And you know, she asked to go stay at her brother, which her brother lives with her. Her oldest brother lives with his father, and he's a good guy. I really like Brian. Brian's around for years, for as long as Corby's been around. Um. Even, like, in younger days, I dated his best friend who took my virginity. Oh. Whoa, scandalous. <laughs> Look at this. We're getting some deep history. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, she's, I'm like, yeah, go, because she's been working with them. She started, I don't know, was that happening yet when we left? She started working. No, I don't think we talked about it. She's been here. doing a little construction here and there, nothing mm-hmm. big, and... She went to go stay with her brother because it's easier just to go off to work. And I'm like, I don't care. And then one night they come rolling in the house at like 2 a.m. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, at my house, we stay up late in the summer. Or we have been. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal, but it's on because they've been working construction. They get up to the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. And Corby's like, I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know nothing. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm in the little, middle of like actually making spaghetti <laughs> I'm like, you guys are freaking me out. Just say it. And Corby's like, my girlfriend put a tattoo on Isabel. I'm like, what? And your 15-year-old baby. Yeah. I'm like, what? Because this girl is <sighs> naughty, man. She's oh, naughty. She's, she's not a tattoo artist. Let's say that. She's not a no, professional. She's 18, 19 years old. This she kid got a bought a gun. tattoo gun from somewhere. <laughs> But I get, she got mad that Corby wasn't coming home. Like, she hates this new job that he works with his mom, which is Isabel's real mom. Mm -hmm. Like, this weird teenage yelling at each other shit. I don't know. So she put a tattoo on her. Like, it was like a revenge tattoo. It's so weird. I don't even... I would like to, I wish I could know. Show me, what do you think your face looked like when they told this to you? What do you think your face did? I got up and I stood there for a minute because I'm not a screamer, nor have I ever, like, I've never had a moment in my life where I thought I wanted to, like, hit someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wanted to put my hands on this girl that put the tattoo on her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had the, or that was the first time I thought I really want to hit somebody. I looked up flights to Missouri. <laughs> I did. I was like, you know what? Back up. Just in case, I'm just going to go ahead and look, see what times I can get. I was like, let me see how long it's going to be for so me to So I fly. stood there for a second, and then I walked I walked out of the room, and I was like, I'm not talking about this right now. And I was like, because I want to say all kinds of things, and I want to, like, I'm like, I want to call the cops right now, guys. Like, I literally mm-hmm. want to call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to walk out of the room. But what's so weird is... Like I said, it's all this stupid family drama between the boy or this girlfriend mm-hmm. and my sister, and they're having this weird stuff. I'm just going through the movements of like, mm-hmm. you're the responsible. Yeah, parent like in I got to call go the cops, which actually everything takes so slow. Like I'm, I'm actually not even going to the police till this Thursday is my appointment. Because this isn't pressing to them. Yeah. It's like, so it's oh, not- you're, you're, someone tattooed your child. They're like, eh, whatever. But all of them think it's like over. Oh, yeah. Like, this girl... When it hasn't even started. (laughs) It hasn't even started. Like, this girl, I literally think she thought the fight was going to... About all this happening was going to happen between my sister and her. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not even in her thought process. Yeah. For some weird reason. You're like a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take her out in the quiet of the night. (laughs) I was like, you know what's so weird is I got... Quiet, because my sister was just as mad as I was, and Isabel mm-hmm. asked him over there, I was like, please, go, get, I didn't want to, yeah. I'm just like, get out of here, I don't care, I don't want to see you, go. But most people get, like, calmer, and, but the longer I sit on it, it's like, I keep getting angrier, I'm not calming mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, people are, you are supposed to, yeah. like, calm down, and I don't generally do that in mm-hmm. most things, a lot of times it takes me... 48 hours to actually get to the anger. Mm-hmm. Like, when you first say something, I'm like, ah. Oh. And then it takes me time to build. I don't know why. That's so weird. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because what I see you, you know, what I can I envision with you and my experience with you is that 
you really take time to see it from all sides. And I think maybe that's why it, and not that it takes you longer to process than someone normal, but like maybe it just takes you longer because you're seeing it from all different sides. Because by the time you really think about it and you really get pissed, you've considered everyone's actions. You're like, wait a minute, this bitch, let her do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, so I've been told it's actually a healthier thing to do. Oh, for sure. It's way healthier. For sure. You have a good handle on your emotions when it comes to stuff like that. You just don't lash out. That's not you. No. But what's so weird is this, for the first two days, it was like she was just quiet. And then... Two days later, you know, you're finally like, okay, let's talk about it a little bit. And then I'm like, so did you didn't even think, well, first off, I was like, we're such liberal open parents. If you wanted mm-hmm. a tattoo, why do you, you think it was a crazy possibility that in a few years when you actually turned 18, that I wouldn't have helped you do that? Of yeah. course, my butch lesbian daughter is going to have tattoos. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But it was just the fact, so it doesn't matter. You're going to do it behind the back anyways. But I was like, it didn't even dawn on you that it might upset me. You didn't care. And she gave me a look like, why would I think of you? Which is just a teenager thing, but still. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And then it's like two more days later, she comes back and I guess she hears that I'm going to make her get it removed, which I was just kind of debating at first. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she goes to Rob. She doesn't say it to me. And she's like, you guys can't make me because she found out she's going to have to pay for it. Because when I took her to the doctor to get her blood work done, because that's the first thing I did was book an appointment with the doctor so they could scare the shit out of her, too. Yeah. This is a needle from a random person who's not a tattoo person. And then he, you don't know where the fuck the needle's been. So we get to the doctor's office, I'm like, $40 copay. <laughs> you made her pay it. Yeah, and then she's like... I should not be laughing at this. No, it is funny. almost. And then she's like, wait. I'm going to have to pay for this tattoo. But then, this, so this is how it goes. She's like, you can't make me do anything. And my husband's like, I want to see you tell Melissa and your all that. <laughs> I want to be there. I can, I want you to sell tickets to this. I'm like, I want to make it an She still event. hasn't sent that one to me. Oh, uh-uh, no. But no. that night, She's oh, because right. I got so mad. They, I'd come up to take a nap or something because I had a headache. And it all happened when I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And when I got up and Rob told me everything, because a bunch of other weird family stuff happened, all the stories like hours long, mm-hmm. I got up and I was just like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go Pokemon hunt or something. <laughs> so then I come back like two hours later and I was never a part of the conversation. She didn't know what I'd heard, what was said, because we hadn't really talked about it. I'm in my office, like actually typing, like choo, 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 choo. And mm-hmm. she walks in and tosses the money on my desk and walks out without a word. So I, like, finished my train. I thought, that is the one time I did go off. Because she was trying, because that day she was trying to figure out if she wanted to go back to her job. She kind of fired at her job. She's acting like an immature brat lately. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to wait, oh, I'm not going to go back to this job if I pay for this tattoo. So she wanted to have that conversation with me that night if she was going to have to pay for that tattoo. Yeah. And I wasn't giving her that out. So she just put the money on your desk. She, no, like she here. tossed it on my desk. Like, so, well, she tossed it on your desk to be like, "I'm just gonna pay for it." Like, because she was trying to engage a conversation with me. Oh, okay. And okay. I walked out there and I tossed. I made it rain, like five hundred dollars. <laughs> and I was like, "Come get your money. I'm not talking about this." But then she had still trying. I was like, "I don't have to talk to you." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't have to have any conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Get your money and go up to your room. So oh God, it was. Oh, I don't even know. So you're gonna get it removed? Yes, I have to. Yeah. I mean, she can't. Because then when my brain starts processing it more, I'm like, she's gonna go to school and be like, "Look at my tattoo. I'm only 15. I got this." Like, she's all cool. Then I don't even generally care what people think of me, but parents mm-hmm. and teachers are going to be around me like, her parents are going to get a fucking tattoo. Yep. You know, and mm. I'm just like, no, it's And then you'll off. hear about it. They'll, po- they'll like, tell you, did you know that your daughter has a tattoo? Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to say, yes, yes, I did know. Mm-hmm. And that's when the judgment starts. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's just... Um, well, you know, I remember... Kids, 
when I was in school, I remember 15 year old kids that had tattoos and that not one of them has turned into a, a upstanding citizen. Let me just say, <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I mean, there's, there's a special exception to every case, but getting a, you know, kitchen prison tattoo isn't what I'd call a step in the right direction this at 15. This girl puts them all over my nephew, too. I'm like, where are you getting a job at? You look like a prison person's got a hold of you. Seriously. Like, it. I mean, you know, I saw that, uh, I saw a meme one time that said, before you start putting on Post Malone tattoos on your face, make sure you got Post Malone money. And I was like, ain't that, <laughs> that the fucking true. truth? Right? But then it just... Oh, my God. What sucks most about it, too, is the... um. You know, I feel guilty yelling at her. I feel guilty when I don't want to talk to her. I feel, yeah, you know, guilt like I did something wrong and doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel guilt bad when she's like, no, I never talk. It's like you have five million guilts. Yeah. And she yeah. keeps trying to, because it's Isabel, she wants to, she can't be wrong. She has to argue her way out of this. Mm-hmm. So at first we're like, because we're like, this girl peer pressured you into this. Mm-hmm. And we're like, she peer pressured. You guys remember this girl? We talked about her with that the key, the that's handcuff right. key. That's right. We did this talk is about the that same one here. Girl, my dad won't be alone with her now. Mm-hmm. Isabel doesn't even like her. Talk shit on her. And she let her put a tattoo on her. Yeah, and I was like, this girl peer pressured you, and she says she didn't like that. She's like, well, she didn't peer pressure me. And I was like, oh, so this was your idea? You think I can trust you to do shit? You're either going to be the kid that's peer pressured or you're the stupid kid that came up with the idea. <laughs> this is not a win-win. This isn't a win-win. <laughs> and then, she, and then when she's finding out she has to pay uh-huh. for the tattoo, all of a sudden she's like, but I'm the victim. <laughs> what is the tattoo? What did she get? What did like, the 15-year-old hey, I, If you guys want to know what this tattoo looks like, go to Google and type in small fire outline flame outline and it's like the first one that comes up why i have no idea it's like the size of a quarter on her ankle oh my god and it's not even like cool or original (laughs) or it's like so stupid i'm like you you pick the first one that came up Mm -hmm. the first i remember when i was 15 i watched the movie i think it was poison ivy it was the one with the, it was the chick from Roseanne. It was one, the daughter from that. And it's Alicia Silverstone that's in that. I think it's her. No, it's not. It's some chick with the cur- curly hair. I can't. Anyways, anyways. She had a yin yang tattoo on her ankle. And I remember thinking, that's what I want. I want that. <laughs> so that's like what my 15-year-old self would have gotten. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friend Jamie Russo, she wanted a butterfly tattoo like right here, like on her bicep. She wanted like a big-ass butterfly. We talked about this endlessly when we were like 15. My sister has one of the first things that came out of my mouth was, how can you? I was like, your mom has one of the stupid ones that she got. She don't even tell you it's stupid. It's supposed to be a butterfly, but it's the size of a silver dollar. And it looks like a pizza. Or not a butterfly. <laughs> it's supposed to be a, a the bug with the dots on the back. The a ladybug. A ladybug. It looks like a and pizza. It looks like a- <laughs> I'm like, it's so stupid. <laughs> I got my first tattoo when I was 21. And it's a sun and it's on the crack of my ass. And, like, uh, you know, I, at the time, I thought it was a really cool design, but I got it at, you know, a tattoo shop in Key West. It was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily regret it. I probably, at this point in my life, I would never choose that again. But so, but it's hard to say I regret it because it's like, what am I going to do? I guess I could get it removed, but I'm just like, I can't see it, so I don't care. But I'm just, I was 21. I can't imagine at 15. Well, I had to explain to her. She was like, well, she used a new needle. I was like, yeah, but she's been tattooing herself and Corby. Mm. Let's say that's all she's tattooed is herself and Corby. Uh-huh. And I said, that needle goes back on the gun. You have te- We're going to get you tested. Like you had unprotected sex with them. Yeah. That's her. Sure. And we know the Corby stories and who he's had sex with. <laughs> yeah. So. Her face when I said that was a little bit more, at least, like, jarring. Oh, my God. You know, it's kind of one of those things, like, you live and you learn, and you, as you get older, you learn that, you know, if you want a good tattoo, you got to spend good money on it, whatever, you know, a reputable place. But, you know, I get that people are going to 
shitty tattoos happen. Yeah. But they shouldn't happen when you're fucking 15. This girl. And you, you can't legally choose to have this on your body. Your parents still own your body at 15. This like, not for nothing. thinks that she was in the right. Like, I don't even understand how that's part of a conversation. This is in a right. Like, I talked to my Corby. Well, he's still with her. And I don't know what he tried to call and talk to me. I was like, I don't care if you're with this chick. That's not my deal. Yeah, I'm not here yeah. to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you what I'm doing. That's Whatever a very you do, mature choice. I will respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's it. I wasn't going to sit on the phone and tell him she better not show up at this house for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I will deal with that when it comes if they're even still together. Yeah. I said, yeah, you do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And we're both just going to have to respond. However, yeah. they each wants to respond. And that's it. That's a that has, that's a very mature and respectful way to approach this situation. But if you listen, if you want somebody that's going to be petty, you call me and I will come be petty for you. I will be a petty bitch. My sister and her have already been being petty, but my sister already kind of, I heard they had another blow up. She's like, yeah, I'll, I guess she was something like, I'll come for your ass right now. She's like, what? Angela, yeah. She's like, I'll come for your ass right now. Like, she'll fight with you right now. She's like, yeah. but Melissa's going to come through your pocketbook, and she's going to make you very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? The truth is, I do want to make you very uncomfortable. That's what I do. I want her to have the stomach cramps when she gets served by the police. Uh-huh, I want her yeah. to have that. And it's not that I want to be me. I think this girl needs help. Yeah. She yeah. mentally needs help. This isn't okay how yeah. she's responding, how she's. And that's what I said. The only thing I will say to you, Corey, about the whole thing is that I said, you go back to this girl. I'm sorry that you're going to put yourself in a situation where you think that you have to be treated this way. And this is an experience you're going to treat yourself to. I don't think you deserve it. But if it's a path you want to walk, then then walk it. That's on you. How have you gotten to this level of chill about this? I just, you know... (sighs) From my struggles with alcohol and stuff, you can only, I've learned that you can only deal with today and you can only respond to what is happening to you. You cannot control everything. You can only control yourself and the steps that you're going to take. Everybody else is going to respond how they're going to respond. Life is, you know, 90% or 90% how you react to things and 10% of what happens. Yeah. So all fallout is going to be 90% of how you react to the situation. Mm. And that's all you can do and that's all you can control. When do we get to be petty? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what that's my next question. Maybe I'll get to be a little petty when I'm talking to the prosecutor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm supposed to meet with them. They're supposed to tell me different charges we can go with because mm-hmm. I'd asked a few and they were like, well, child endangerments have tenderly, it has to be the parents. Yeah. And assault is different wording, but now they are leaning with child abuse. Mm-hmm. So, oh I don't God. know. It still feels like a hard charge to put on an 18-year-old. But at the same time, I'm like, you marked my child. Yeah. Like yeah. a permanent mark. Who's to say she won't go do this to I know. I said, yeah. you know, I said... This would have been a whole different story if this girl had been up at my door the next day. Mm-hmm. And we were having a conversation. If she apologized, yeah. But she just went on to go for some reason have it out with my sister and, mm-hmm. you know. Keep pushing it and talking shit. Like, I just went to go find out stuff and I realized I thought I was friends with her on Facebook. I was, like, blocked and shit. I was like, I haven't do anything yet. <laughs> You know, this is this is a totally different situation, but it made me think about when you're like when you said you didn't know if you wanted to press charges or not. Um, when we were in New Bern, I was letting my dog out front. My lady, she was a little Dotson, and I it was raining, and she just ran out in the front yard to pee real quick and was coming right back. And I didn't see the guy coming with his German Shepherd, and he had her on like a twenty foot leash, Jesus. like something like fucking crazy long in front of him. And so his German Shepherd came around my car and saw my dog before the owner did, because this leash was so long. And when he did, he just lunged for Lady Bitter. I mean, she had something like twenty five stitches. That's that a German small Shepherd dog. fucked her. Oh yeah, she lost eight of her teeth. Because she was trying to fight back, and it was just, it was awful. 
And so anyways, at the time, I didn't want to report it because I, I, the guy was like so sorry. He was like, he's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I apologize a lot. And like he paid for the medical bills and stuff and I didn't want to report it. And they were just like, the vet was just like, this could have been somebody's child. Yeah. And it was obvious, like, the dog had done this before. Like, the guy had even, like, alluded to that. It had, he was like, oh, we have to pay for my, it again, you know. My mom said that, too. She's like, she could do this to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And if it was somebody else's child and they're like, wait a minute, you've done this before? Like, what, you know, what happens then? Yeah. You know? And what if they did accidentally, they do end up giving something to somebody. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's like to protect somebody else. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Pamela Anderson, she got hepatitis C from tattoos? I don't know what she got it from. I thought she said she got it from her tattoos. But, I mean, yeah. Like, there's all kinds of fucking shit you could get. Yeah. I'm just gonna, like I said, I'm just gonna follow through. Mm-hmm. I'm just the hate that I'm still so irritated. Like, I came home today from Pokemon Fest or whatever, and when I seen her, I was just like, I'm so agitated with you. Mm-hmm. Like when It'll she- probably be like that for a while. But then I never know how I'm supposed to respond. Like, is it immature that I'm still agitated? Or is this like a life Who lesson? Who the fuck knows? There's no right answer. Or is this a lesson that, you know, you disrespect people and this is kind of how they respond to you? Yeah. I got to say, as mature and thoughtful as you are about this whole situation, I can't say that you're... That you're, what you're choosing to do now is wrong. I mean, there's no right answer on how the exact way to handle this because every child and every parent is different. Every situation is different. Yeah. Like, there's not going to be one way to do this. But I say as a whole, at, you have taken your time and looked at this situation from all sides, and it's led you to this. Yeah. So I can't say what you're doing now would be any better if you did something else. I mean, I don't know. Like, I know... I would have probably burned my own house down in my own rage. <laughs> I'd be in jail. I'd be catching charges left and right for beating bitches asses. But, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. There is one thing about this girl. I've got to mention. She's got balls. So I don't know if I mentioned it on here. Let's not give her credit. Well, I'm going to tell you what she did the other day. So, like, my, I love my sister and all. We just started reconnecting. But she does love her. But she's got a mindset of, like, a 16, 17-year-old, you know? Like I said, I love her, but, you know, she let, went down a different path in life. Life's been a little harder on her. Mm-hmm. A lot of drugs involved or whatever. So I don't know if that's – I'm responding to her in the way that she is, like, accepting yeah. her as she is at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so this – Corby's phone dies, which is her boyfriend now again. They're back together. Mm-hmm. all worked out, mm-hmm. tell me. And this bitch can't get a hold of her. So she unblocks my sister's husband to Facebook call him to ask where Corby is. She really does have some balls. Really does. This is the same girl that's been like staying in my wow. sister's front yard, like, oh, I can't wait till I get pregnant. You won't see this kid. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? This is some love after lockup shit. And I'm just like, holy shit. My sister fights with her. I'm like, you've got to stop fighting with her. It only she's like, you should have seen her. She said this to me with a smile on her face. I was like, yeah, she's getting what she wants from you. Yeah. But you know what? If she goes balls. to jail, can we film it? Can we film? Because I mean, she'd make a great story. Like a great personality on the show. How do we apply to be on I it? Know. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to that if she had to go to like psychological hell to dodge a charge if the judge yeah. made it enforced. That sounds like a good idea for her. Get down with it, yes. But Corby tried to say something like she's bipolar. I'm like, no, they're self-diagnosing for sympathy. <laughs> Just coming up with shit. <laughs> I'd like a medical record stating that, please. But I told, I told all that I was like, Corby's got some mommy issues. That's what's going on here. Because he was like talking to us about her the night it all happened, and he's like, she's just usually so mature. Like I think she's mature <laughs> than me. I'm like, what? Where are you? Yeah, who are? What's happening here? Are we in Kansas? Maybe we all can go to therapy together. Oh God, yes, let's do group therapy. Oh, oh God. All well, right. this sounds like you, you had a should, great break. You, you guys <laughs> should write in your stories of fucked up child shit. 
please make us feel better. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Write in how your kid fucked up and you're like, now what? Did you did your kid tattoo a 15? But one one theory <laughs> one theory I've come up with is it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're super liberal with your kid mm-hmm. or you are hard lock, Bible thumping, whatever it is, yeah. they're getting the tattoo. Okay. <laughs> they're gonna find a way. If it's they- like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. <laughs> Oh god! Oh my gosh! Oh, we but have. Thank we have you so to you. You gave me so much great advice when I was going I don't up know, and down. I, didn't, I don't think I gave you any good advice. You I did. Don't know. You made me think about a lot of things, like the way you know me respond, her, how she's treating people in these relationships, and how she may grow up to keep doing yeah. that. And yeah. it's like a cycle you want to break, and you want to. I want her to realize that that's not cool. You can't treat people that way and get away with it and you know I was really like unsure about the tattoo thing and you were like no and then I really started thinking about okay I need to get it off and the more I you made me really think about it more so then I was like okay this could happen she's gonna go to school with it and I was like okay it's gotta come off yeah and you know that the whole relationship thing that's one thing that I try to think about with my kids is because you know I've I've been in relationships with shitty people and and that kind of thing. And I understand that that behavior is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, people can grow up in shitty situations and still be good people. You know, to be selfish is a choice. To be, you know, like, to be a bitch is a choice. <laughs> you know, it really is. Yes. And so, like, you know, and I, I, you know, jokingly tell my husband, but it's the truth. I tell him, our daughters are going to base Every relationship they have with a man off of you and how you treat me. Yep. And they're going to be, and if, you know, whatever happens, they'll base their relationships with either their girlfriends or their best friends with how they are with me. You know, if, if I'm selfish and I'm, you know, domineering or if I'm just flipping and, or I don't consider them. You know, I mean, why would they consider their partner, whoever they grow up to love and they're in a friendship with, you know, if they're, if they're not a good friend, that's where I've fucked up. Yeah. It's so because, huge. I don't think people yeah. realize it. You know, <clears throat> I took, me and Rob talked about it before. I so said, we have to be very aware how we talk to each other. Well, we don't really talk to each other bad, but they yeah, are going to yeah. see. And even me, mm-hmm. I said, how I treat you is going to set a precedence for what our son thinks is okay for a woman to treat him. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you say that about your nephew and, you know, his, you know, parents and his mom and stuff, you know, you know, you, like you say, hey, maybe he has mommy issues or whatever it is, but, you know, he really didn't have that growing up, that stability of that his whole life. He had a wild mom and looks kind of wild girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. So that's what he, you know, probably thinks the relationship is love is drama. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if that's what you see all the time, that's what you think it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it doesn't look like comfort and calm and serenity <laughs> when it's chaos. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. And it's, you know what? Parenting sucks. Don't do it. If you're <laughs> listening, don't do it. <laughs> it just kind of blindsided me. I was like, whoa. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I, I don't think her. you ever think that your kid's going to do something that, that's you know, stupid. I told her, you know, I'd gotten so much trust in her. Some parts of me thinks that maybe this isn't terrible. She did this to herself, and I can take her to the doctor as long as nothing comes back from being sick and get this removed. This could have been, like, she had me thinking that she was good to roll. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, okay, but you're not good to roll. You rolled your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she had you snowed. Yeah, so like, but you even yeah. gave me the great idea. Isabella is so strong-willed. She was like, okay, so you're not going to give me a car? I'll start saving up. I'll do this. I can be able to borrow people's cars. There's so many cars around here that I had to give her, like, something that was unattainable without having to actually do the work, which was yeah. the driver's license thing, which I haven't even told her yet. <laughs> I'm like waiting to have a a calmer conversation. We'll probably have it on Thursday because she has to go to the PlayStation with me. Yeah. So I'm curious how she's gonna talk. She's probably gonna be a victim this time because I still haven't told her she has to pay for the tattoo. <laughs> she's gonna be a victim we'll role. See. Well, either way, yep. she is the victim, but still, where she, she mentally is, yeah. thinks she is, mm-hmm. we'll see. 
You know, that's just, like I said before, it, that's just something that's going to come with maturity and time. She's not going to see it now. She won't see it in a couple of years. It'll be a while, but eventually she'll see it. it was a stupid mistake. Yeah. And she was being a jerk. Yeah. But, you know, it's that's what sucks about it is waiting until she gets that little well, light bulb. I was trying to tell her. I was like, you know, sometimes if you don't really want something that much and you know it's going to agitate other people, why do it? It's like, mm-hmm. that's part of being in a family sometimes. Like, that's really going to upset so-and-so. It's not that big of a deal to me. So why? But who knows? She may be too young to get all that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's, I, I at least try it with my kids. Like, they fight all the time in the pool. When they're out there and they're swimming and stuff together, they just bicker and fuss. And I pull them out of the, you know, make them get out, make them sit down. And it happened on Sunday. And I just talked to them. And I was like, it's like, would you like for someone, I said, you know, if uh, to ask Lydia, I was like, Lydia, if Hallie had a toy and she wasn't sharing it with you, would you like that? And she's like, no. I'm like, then why are you being a selfish jerk? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's that's a basic way I could say it to just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, like consider yourself and how you would feel. Like, if you want to be selfish, okay, let's put you in this mix. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like, they're just fucking kids. Ten minutes later, they forget, and they're fighting again. I know. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But you're doing your best. You got this. Yeah. But this week, we have tattoo people. I would have let her get the tattoo. <laughs> I would have draw, drove to Pink Springs to get this tattoo when she was 18. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you've uh, read our books... From um the Pink Spring series, uh the first book is Small Town Girl, um, Hometown, no Small s- s- Small Town, Big City Girl, Big City Girl, Hometown Big City Girl, Hero. Hometown Hero, and then Big City Crush, Big Big City Crush, okay. yeah, is that right? Or Small Town Crush? Shit. The first one is Big City. Crush. That's the third one. Big City Crush. Hometown Hero. Oh, uh, it is Small Town Girl. No. Small Town Girl. It's Small Town is Girl. Is that right? I think it's our Small Town. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody want to take a guess? No, I, I love when they're yelling at us. And I know. Like, I can see the cover. It's pink. It's got a blonde on it. It is Small it's Town cute. Girl. Small Town Girl. Hometown okay, it's the Hero first one. and Big City Crush. Okay. This one is Real Romance. Real Romance. So, you got introduced to Wesley in, uh, I think, the, s- the second or third book? Hometown Hero, um, because she was like... Yeah, and Hometown Hero. That was the second book. So you got introduced to him. He runs a tattoo and piercing shop in town. And Stella is the girl that... I believe that's her name. You meet her at the end of Hometown Hero. She shows up. Yes. So, anyway, so they're they're super cute. They're actually friends online, and they meet for the first time um, when she comes out to celebrate like their art gallery. So, so it's a really cool thing, and it's sort of like insta love because they were friends and stuff online for a long time before they finally met in person. So it's really good. But what's great about this book is you can get the bundle right now. Is it out yet, or is it going to be out at the end of the week? No, it's out. It should be out today. Okay. I think we have it set to go out today or awesome. So you can get week. the whole series right now for four ninety nine, <clears throat> and this one in ebook will be in that bundle. And you yep. can only get it in the bundle or here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can grab it there, and we're actually working on getting it in print. It might be up today. It might be up soon, but we're going to have our print books. We're going to do this one for print. And um, they should be all available on Barnes & Noble very soon. So be sure and check that out. Right. So we're going to send you into the first half, and we'll see you on the other side. And I think that's it. <laughs> all right. This is Rural Romance by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Gavin McAllister. Chapter 1. Wes. There are pluses and minuses to living in a small town like Pink Springs. For example, the big news this week was the opening of a pizza place downtown. I'm not sure if that's a minus because there's only one pizza place in town, or if it's a blessing that the opening of it was the big news all week. It's slower here, and everyone knows all your business. 
but it's safe and peaceful, too. Like I said, pluses and minuses. I moved here a couple of years ago to take care of my grandmother, Ophelia. It was supposed to be temporary, but as soon as I got here and saw all the work that needed to be done on her place and her declining health, I knew this was going to turn into a long-term situation. So I sold my house in the city and took up residence with her. I ended up buying the historic house next door and fixing that up so it was handicap accessible for her. After that, I fixed up her little house and made it into a rental property. My grandmother's able to get around the house now and work in the garden as she pleases, but my house now is much safer for her. I think she also likes spying on the people that come in and out of the rental property, whatever it takes to keep her busy and gossiping. One thing about small-town living is that dating in town is dangerous. I've had a few casual hookups and some that didn't end so well. A lot of women here date for marriage, and that just isn't on my radar. Ever. My dad ran around on my mom, and my mom did the same to him. Neither of them were faithful during their short-lived marriage, and for years they made each other pay for it. <laughs> no thank you. My dad took off when I was 13 after dumping me at my grandmother's door. I haven't seen my mom since then either, and good riddance to the both of them. They're both toxic people with addiction records a mile long. Ophelia was the only constant in my life, and she's been my rock through it all. She moved to Pink Springs after I went off to the city for my tattoo apprenticeship. She always encouraged my art, and it didn't matter what form it came in. Long day? My grandmother asks as I walk up the front porch steps. Nothing too crazy. I lean down and kiss her on the cheek before I take a seat beside her on the porch swing. Did you eat? She nods. Sarah made me a plate before she left. I think she put you one in the microwave as well. I'm gonna have to give her a raise. You really should. My grandmother winks at me and I smile over at her. Sarah's a retired lady in town that comes by and helps with Ophelia during the week. She's recently widowed, and I think it makes her happy that she has someone that needs her. Sarah usually does way more than I ask her to, but I get the feeling it makes her feel good. Are you doing a show tonight? Yeah, it starts in about an hour, I say, and check my watch. Good luck. Ophelia taps my knee and then goes back to reading her romance book. When I get up and go inside, I see the note Sarah left, letting me know everything is taken care of and there is indeed food in the microwave for me. I sit down and eat the homemade chicken and dumplings while I go through my messages. Since moving to Pink Springs, I've had to get creative about my art shows and how I do my work out here. I run a piercing and tattoo shop downtown, but most of my clients drive out here to see me. I also sell canvas art in a gallery back in the city, and I've recently started doing virtual art shows with them. I create my art and have it shipped to the gallery. From there, they stage it in their gallery and do the showing online so that more people have a chance to view it. Last time, they even did an auction for me, and I was able to sell all of my pieces. This week, I'm featured alongside another artist named Shelley O'Neill. Shelley is an incredible tattoo artist, but her canvas art is fantastic. I've seen her work in ink displayed on social media, but her canvas art is so realistic and beautiful. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and over the past year she's become my best friend, through emails. Shelley's sense of humor is a lot like my own. She's dry and straight to the point. She's always so supportive of my work, and while getting to know each other, we've talked about what's happening in our lives. She's knowledgeable about art and the tattooing community. It's nice just to talk about shows we've enjoyed and places we've traveled to. Once, I tried looking up a picture of her, but her online life is private, and I decided to respect that. 
I've run across that in artists before, so I decided to give her that space and not pry. Our emails might be my favorite part of the day, because it's always the first thing I check when I get home. I don't know how it happened that the person that knows me the most is someone I've never met, but I think we just have this deep understanding of who we are through our shared love of art. When I see her name pop up in my inbox, I excitedly click it first. From Shelley O'Neill at net.com I'm so excited for tonight. Here's hoping we clear the gallery walls. If so, we're celebrating. Cheers in advance. Shell. I smile as I read it over again and quickly reply. From hollandart at net.com You're on, and I think you should come out to Pink Springs to do it. Maybe you can flash those tattoo skills on the one blank piece of skin I've got left. I have no doubts the O'Neill originals are going to go fast. W. She must be at her desk because the reply is instant. From Shelley O'Neill at net.com Don't tempt me. It's been too long since I've laid down some ink. Plus, my water pipe broke this morning, and my landlord just told me it won't be ready for a week. A week! Do you understand how smelly I'm going to be in a week? Maybe my next art installation will just be scratch and sniff. Am I throwing away my career? Shell. From hollandart at net.com I'm completely serious. I've got a rental house here in town, and it's been vacant for the past three weeks. Do me a favor and use it to take a shower. It's for the good of your neighbors and the community in general. We got five minutes before the show starts. Say you'll visit so we can spend a few days talking about art and you can use my shop. Pretty please? I've got literally no one in Pink Springs that'll understand my obsession with the new Dragonhawk mast pen. The address is below. Don't make me celebrate alone. W. I get a notification that the exhibit has begun, and I click over to watch the art curator discuss the event tonight and introduce the new pieces. I'm always amazed at how well the gallery represents my art and that of the other artists that it features. It doesn't take long before the digital room is full and the bidding is begun. Within the next hour, two pieces of mine sell for over six figures— I'm grateful for how popular my work has become and that this will help me continue providing care for my grandmother while concentrating on my art. Tattooing is my fun hobby that gets me out of the studio, but my art has given me the financial freedom to keep at it. When I check on Shelley's pieces, I see I'm already too late and they're sold out. Damn, I whisper in awe, because she's absolutely blown it away tonight in record time. There's a ping on my inbox, and I see it's from Shelley. From Shelley O'Neill at net.com. You're on. See you tomorrow with a bottle of champs to celebrate. Shell. My smile is so big, I can feel my cheeks stretch. And damn if I can remember the last time that happened. Over the past year, Shelley's become an essential part of my daily life. I can't wait to hang out and talk in person. It'll be good to have her here, even if it's just for a week. I would never admit it to Ophelia, but sometimes it's lonely out here in Pink Springs. Sure, the people here are nice, and I've got acquaintances, but no one as close to me as Shelley. I tried dating for a while, but nothing was ever meaningful. There's one girl in town named Juno that I like, but even with her, it's only been as a friend. I tease her about going on a date, but that's mostly because I know for sure she's not interested in me. Juno's been hung up on Sheriff Cooper Cross since she knew what love was, and he's finally got his head out of his ass to see it. I'm thrilled for her, but if I'm honest, a part of me is jealous of what they have. In my experience, women see me as the dark-haired bad boy covered in tattoos, they think I'll be a thrill, and I guess I look like someone who could shock their straight-laced family. Deep down, all I want to do is watch Harry Potter movies and play board games. 
Maybe that sounds boring to other people, but to me, that sounds like the perfect Friday night. Shelly coming to Pink Springs will be a nice break from thinking about all that dating crap. When she gets here, I plan on kicking back and ignoring that part of my heart that's looking for love. Chapter 2 Wes The next day, I'm about to bubble over with excitement. I got an email from Shelly early this morning, and she should be here any minute. I went over to the rental house to make sure everything was ready, and I even put clean sheets on the bed for her. When I'm finished, I stand in the doorway and look at the space. I always forget how much I love this house until I'm back inside. This was my safe haven as a kid and the place I called home. As a teenager, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of Pink Springs, but the whole time I was gone, I was trying to find a way back. When I returned to look after my grandmother, I had a vision of raising a family here, but plans don't always go how we want them to. So instead of living here with my own family, I've got to help out a few young families just starting out in town. I've rented to a couple of single moms looking to get back on their feet, and even a single dad that needed some help with his three kids. This house has held so much love and given a roof to those in need. I hope it'll always be a house that people drive by and remember happy times with the people they love. That's how I see it, at least. In the distance, a black truck puts on its turn signal to come down the driveway. I straighten up and can already feel the smile tugging at my lips as I walk across the front porch and down the stairs. I'm so excited to finally meet my friend face to face that I have to remind myself to not run out and grab her in a hug. The windows are dark, so I can't see inside. But as soon as the truck comes to a stop, the driver's door flings open and then she jumps out. Wes! She calls, and I have only a split second to process that this is Shelly before she's jumping into my arms. Holy shit. I wasn't prepared for this. In my mind, Shelly was a 60-year-old woman who was maybe an ex-biker chick. I pictured her with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in one sleeve and a voice like a long-haul trucker. I thought she'd have grandkids and tell me stories about back in my day. There was nothing in my mind that's even remotely like the Shelley O'Neill in front of me. I can't believe we're finally meeting after all this time. She leans back to look at me, and I can hardly breathe. Her jet black hair is piled high in a messy bun, and she's got on a ripped white tank top with cut-off jean shorts and combat boots. Her tattoos cover most of her limbs, and she's got her lip pierced. She's probably not old enough to drink, and suddenly I'm worried she's a lot younger than I anticipated. How old are you? My eyebrows pull together, and she bursts out laughing. I'm 26. She shakes her head as she walks over to the truck and grabs her bag. I know I like to keep a low profile on social media, so I forgot you haven't seen me before. I looked you up after the first time we talked, so I knew you looked like Carrie Hart. I open my mouth to say something, but she's just bubbling with excitement and talks over all my thoughts. I really can't thank you enough for the invite to stay with you. Gosh, it's been so long since I've gotten out of the city, and already I can feel my lungs being repaired by the fresh air. Do you guys have a diner around here? I haven't had a good meat in three in as many years. Um, yeah, I mumble as she grabs her bag and walks past me. Oh my God, this place is gorgeous. This is yours, right? Uh, yeah. Jesus, can I possibly sound dumber? She looks over her shoulder at me, and the smile she gives me is secretive, like she can read my thoughts. Come on, and show me around. Yeah, I press my lips together, and when she smiles, it's all teeth and dimples. Fuck me. I was not prepared for her to knock me on my ass. My manners finally catch up with me, and I grab her bag so I can carry it for her. Here, let me get that. 
Thanks, Wes. The way she says my name is like a kid on Christmas morning. This is the kitchen, obviously. I stocked the fridge with some of your favorites. Are you serious? That was so sweet. She goes over and opens the refrigerator and then beams back at me. You remembered the pickles. How could I forget about something so weird? Once you have them with peanut butter, you won't eat them any other way. I'll take your word for that. Some of my muscles are relaxing, but there's one between my legs that's only getting harder. Did you get these too? She goes over to the dining table and checks out all the board games. It feels silly now, but when she said she liked them, I got excited, because I do too. Yeah, it was no trouble. I had them at my house and just brought them over. Why am I second-guessing everything? Probably because I was expecting Dame Judy Dench, and instead I got Mila fucking Kunis. She walks around the table and then over to the living room and points to the stairs. Bedroom? She asks, and I nod. I point out the hall bath and guest rooms as we go, and then the master. Thankfully, it has an attached bath that's been redone. My old room was in the loft that's now been converted into a playroom. You used to live here? She asks as I place her duffel bag on the bed. Yeah, when I was a kid. This was my grandmother's house. That's the one you came back to take care of, right? I nod. Sometimes I forget how much of myself I've already shared with her. Yeah, I bought the house next door because it was a better layout for her. She uses a cane, so I made sure she has a first-floor bedroom with an easily accessible bath. That's so sweet. Her words are genuine, and it makes my chest tingle. Seeing her in this bedroom makes it feel hotter. I should check to make sure the air is working. Maybe it has nothing to do with that and everything to do with the woman that I'd put in the friend box tearing her way through it. For so long, I didn't see her like this, and now I'm rethinking every email we've ever shared. She hasn't changed, but suddenly I'm seeing it all so differently. Feel like some dinner, I ask, and she nods excitedly. They've got the best fried chicken east or west of the Mississippi. That's a bold statement, Mr. Holland. She smirks as she brushes past me, and I'm not ashamed to say I watch her ass as she goes. Damn, that woman has a body made to hold on to. I'll drive, I say when we go outside, and she follows me over to my car. My grandmother's on the porch and waves to us. Instinctively, I take Shelley by the hand and nod my head in that direction. Let me introduce you. I'd love that. Her cheeks redden, but I feel her fingers give me a squeeze. We walk up the path, and I let her go ahead of me when we get to the steps. Hey, Grandma, this is the woman I was telling you about. Shelley, it's so nice to meet you. She stands up, and to my surprise, she pulls Shelley into a hug. Mrs. Holland, it's so nice to finally meet you, Shelley says, and my grandmother holds her at arm's length as she looks her over. Honey, call me Opie, and you are nothing like Wesley described. She cuts her eyes at me, and I shrug. I got that feeling, too. Shelley looks over her shoulder at me and winks. And damn, if it doesn't go straight to my cock. Do you want to go into town with us for dinner? I ask my grandmother, and she shakes her head as she sits back down on the swing. Just then, Sarah comes out with a tray. Mrs. Opie and I are going to have a picnic, Sarah says, and places the tray on the table between them. We'll let you get to it. I take Shelley's hand, and once again, I feel that little squeeze from her as we go down to my truck, and I hold the door open for her. After I get behind the wheel and begin to drive out onto the road, Shelley turns to me with an expression I can't quite read. What? I ask, and she smirks. You're not at all what I expected. That makes two of us, 
I smirk, and she smiles so big those damn dimples shine. Is that a good thing? Yeah, she says quietly and nods. Yeah, that's a good thing. Chapter 3 Wes Holy shit, that was good. Shelly rests a hand on her belly and leans back against the seat. Told you so, I smirk, and she does it right back. Okay, fine, you were right. I like hearing you say those words. She shakes her head as she reaches out and grabs my fork. Without asking, she scoops up some of my mashed potatoes and takes a bite. Damn, those are incredible too. She takes another bite, and I grab her hand to stop her from taking a third. You're going to eat all of my potatoes? I tease, and she nods around a mouthful. Sure am, she answers after she swallows. Move your hand. She playfully nudges it out of the way, and I push my plate closer to her. I don't know how a woman so tiny can eat so much, but I'll give her every potato in the state if it makes her this happy. This makes me miss the town I grew up in, she says after she scrapes my plate clean. I flag the waitress down and she brings the list with today's pies on them. I didn't know you grew up in a small town. I nod to Shelley so she can order what she wants, and she gets one of everything. I try to hide my smile, but it's no use as she practically bounces in her seat with the anticipation of pie. Yeah, I lived with my aunt out in the sticks. The town only had one stop sign, but it was probably the best childhood anyone could have given me. I lived with her and three of my cousins after my mom died. Damn, I'm sorry, I say, and I truly am. I know what it's like not to have parents in the picture. Thanks, but I was a baby and don't remember her. My aunt has always been like a mom to me. She shrugs and drinks her sweet tea. But, yeah, it was actually a lot like Pink Springs. We had a trailer by a lake, and we spent every moment we could in the water. I learned how to fish and kept a turtle as a pet. Most of my favorite memories are in that small town. So what made you move? Art, she says simply. My high school art teacher was amazing and encouraged me to apply for scholarships, she even wrote me some incredible recommendation letters that went a long way. I applied for art school and got some scholarships. It helped launch my career. Sounds like you had a lot of good people in your corner. I really did. During art school, I got into tattooing, and my work grew from there. I did an apprenticeship for five years at a studio in the city, and my popularity built just by word of mouth. It's part of the reason I keep my face off social media. I want people to see the art and not the artist. I get that, I agree, and the look she gives me is one of understanding and kinship. The waitress comes by and places all the slices of pie between us. Shelley rubs her hands together and licks her lips as she looks them over. So, while I sample all this deliciousness, tell me what your future looks like. You mean here in Pink Springs, I ask, and she nods. I've got my shop here where I tattoo and pierce, and then I've got my online galleries for my canvases. Damn, that lemon is good, she says as she goes for the coconut next. I know all that, Wesley. She puts an emphasis on my full name like my grandmother does. She's the only one who ever calls me that. I can tell. I like it. She shrugs, and I like it too. I mean, beyond that, where do you see yourself in the next five years? An image of Shelley, naked and stretched out on my bed with a round belly, flashes in my mind. Um, here. I clear my throat and try to rein in my thoughts. I want to stay here, maybe raise a family. Really? The look in her eyes is one I can't read. It's almost like pride. I spent my whole life running from here. 
When my grandmother got sick, I knew I had to come back. I blow out a breath. To be honest, at first I had some resentment in my heart that I was being dragged back here. But the second I planted my feet in Pink Springs, I knew this was home. I ran from it because I wasn't ready to deal with the pain in my past. My parents ditching me really fucked me up. But I never stopped to think about how that shaped me in a positive way. I got to live with a grandmother who loved me unconditionally and devoted her life to my happiness. I was raised in a safe home with enough food to eat and without fear of what tomorrow might bring. Her love and this town allowed me to create my art and live my dream. That's really beautiful. She smiles sweetly at me, and then I feel her hand reach across the table and squeeze mine. Opie really loves you. She sure does. I smile as I rub my thumb along the inside of her wrist, and then lean forward. Now, give me a bite of that apple pie before I have to take it from you. Shelley pretends to scowl, but uses her free hand to scoop up a bite and hold it out to me. There's no mistaking the look in her eyes right now. She's hungry, and it's not for food. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome. 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 So what's our giveaway this week? Surprise me. Um, it's going to be a signed paperback of this when it comes in. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Let's oh do gosh. three of them. Three mm, winners. That's a good idea. All right. So three signed paperbacks. And I said Stella earlier on the girl. Her name's Shelly. Totally so if you read the series just- already, he was... Introduced because he was kind of flirting with Juno, but he wasn't mm-hmm. really. He was just like thought he, he had to jealous. ask. He knew she was going to say no. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, and he knew that she was in love with her man. So, yeah, he was like, you know, I'm just going to ask and tease her and see what she says. But he was never in love with her. He always loved Shelly. So, all right. So yeah. So, um, we'll be back on Thursday with the second half of this, and we'll see you then. That's it. All right. Then tell him what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.